ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Canada, China, and Finland, and in the states of Wisconsin, Illinois, and Pennsylvania. And to all of you for helping us reach our new high of 110,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. Last month, we celebrated five amazing years on the year and I, on the air, and I look forward to more wonderful guests and programs as we move into our sixth year of uplifting shows designed to help you heal and improve the quality of your life. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel to help you stay focused on reaching your personal and professional self-improvement goals. And now for your tip for the week for my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is discover your creativity. You can reconnect with your higher self by discovering what form of creativity gives you joy. Explore writing, dance, music, acting, improvisation, and art. Create just for your own pleasure, self-expression, and self-discovery. If you're concerned about people criticizing you, keep your creative explorations to yourself. Claire Owens, the subject of today's show, was dedicated to creative freedom. She went to New York thinking she would become an actress. All that changed when she discovered her love of writing. The journal she started began as a chore and became a passion. We never know what will grab our attention and what hidden talents and loves are dormant within us. When we allow ourselves the freedom to experiment with creativity away from other people's judgments and even suspending our own judgment, we can discover what truly brings us joy. It doesn't have to be something we do to make money or that we share with others. We can choose to use our creativity in a public way, but we don't have to do so. We can use it just for our own self-expression and growth. 
As we discussed in our recent shows on March 28th with Rachel Beck and February 28th with Israela Meyerstein, creativity is a great way to process and release painful thoughts and emotions. I believe this is because it connects us to the creator. Creative energy is part of the spiritual energy of love, which heals all things. We only need a way to tap into this energy, expressing our creativity in a free and unselfconscious way without judgments helps us do so. I encourage you to use children's art materials like crayons, chalk, and finger painting, children's musical instruments, sing in the shower or do some improvisation, anything that is more childlike and playful and less serious. Sometimes people write, paint, or draw on the back of paper they're going to recycle. This approach helps to keep the critic in you from taking your creativity too seriously and judging it as good or bad. Creativity is merely self-expression. It should never be judged. All of us have been judged throughout our lives and those judgments haunt us until we take charge of them. That's why my next workshop is Mastering Your Thoughts, Transforming Negative Thoughts into Positive Ones. Most people believe that once a thought is in your mind, it's there permanently. With the right techniques, however, we can actually eliminate the thoughts, beliefs, and memories that hurt us. We have at least 60,000 thoughts a day, and about 90% of those are negative. Even more disturbing is that we keep repeating the same negative thoughts over and over again from day to day, week to week, and year to year. Many of these thoughts are not our own. They have been given to us by other people who told us what we were good at and not good at, who we should be and not be, what we should do and not do. All of these judgments restrict our freedom of choice and our joy. They affect our self-esteem, self-confidence, relationships, health, energy, and even financial abundance. In fact, they affect every area of our lives. When we add all of our own self-criticism, guilt, and painful memories, our mind becomes a place that's constantly hurting us. This does not have to be the case. We can take back our power and control over our own mind. As we let go of negative thoughts, we become more positive in word, thought, and deed, resulting in ever-increasing happiness, peace of mind, joy, prosperity, and good health. In this experiential workshop, you will discover and dissolve the hidden barriers to your having more positive thoughts, master techniques to remove harmful thoughts and memories, experience the joy of positive thoughts, receive techniques to use on your own, and leave feeling better about yourself. Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to learn more and to register. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area. 
choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques inspirational stories and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Dr. Miriam Friedman, who is here to talk about Claire Myers-Owens, a model of self-defined womanhood. I received this email about our show last week with Julie Podiker on mindful methods for staying calm in the midst of chaos. Janice wrote, listening to your interview with Julie was intensely comforting to me. I needed to hear that I am normal and that all of the unhappy and painful memories that keep repeating in my head are physiological responses and not necessarily a sign of of a mental issue. I was allowing these negative thoughts to cause me doubt and self-persecution. Thank you for having Julie on your show. I'm starting to use the tip she shared with us for redirecting these negative thoughts, and I plan on getting a copy of her book and reading more about mindful methods. Julie says that being negative is normal because our ancestors needed to remember life-endangering situations in order to survive as a species. The good news is that we can rewire our brain to focus on and remember the positive experiences rather than the negative ones. It can be as simple as gratitude, which Julie told us is 100% effective since we cannot be afraid and grateful at the same time. She suggested you think of something you are grateful for every time you brush your teeth. Julie shared a lot more wisdom and some very simple mindfulness techniques to help us rewire our brains for positivity. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. For more on inner peace, please listen to some of our shows like March 15th with Corinne Zupko, May 4th, 2017 with Atherton Drenth, and April 21st with Donald Altman. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. As I was trying to decide what to write for my silver lining story today, I thought about Claire's words from her first novel, always strive to keep the unseen above the scene, for they're the only things that matter. 
In many ways, that's what my silver lining stories are about. If we only focus on the facts of what's happening, we miss the big picture, the meaning, the lessons, the growth, and the real power of what we just experienced. It's as if we are always living on two levels, but we've been taught to only focus on the seen level of the details rather than the unseen level of the meaning of the experience. I share my silver lining stories to help you see life from both levels. We must be in our life but not caught in it. Paying attention to the unseen allows us to see the big picture and let go of the challenges and the pain with more ease, speed, and self-compassion. Recently, I realized that fear, frustration, and anger had gotten bundled together in my childhood. Since that realization, I've been using some of the spiritual techniques I share with you each week in order to let go of this chain reaction and develop a more peaceful and conscious response to frustration. Several things happened over the last few weeks that led to mild frustration, but not anger or blame. It's only as I'm writing this that I realize the connection between the events, which came together in a massive cluster to show me my growth. I also am noticing that because I dealt with each instance in a peaceful way, I didn't carry any frustration or anger into the next experience. This was especially important because the challenges got more intense over the weeks. Since I was able to come to each one with a clear mind, I was able to solve even the more challenging problems with ease. If I were only looking at these experiences from the scene level, I would have missed the good part. Life cannot be controlled, but we can control how we respond. I've learned how to respond in ways that are life enhancing. One example was ordering a new headset to use when I'm doing this show because the only one that I had stopped working properly. That seemed easy enough except that my friend inadvertently gave me the wrong item number. Took a couple days to figure that out because I initially thought that it was my lack of technical expertise that was the problem. Then I had to figure out how to return the headphones and order the right ones. It looked like everything was going to work out fine, except the delivery person made an error and came a day late. Fortunately, I had a backup plan so I could still do the show. I installed the new headset during the week, got everything working properly, and then the morning of the show, a software update messed up everything, and again, I had to use my backup plan. Last week, the headset finally worked with ease. Each time that there was a new problem, when I thought the problems were all solved, I noticed that I dealt with it well. Although I was a little frustrated, it was a very low level of frustration, and I never went into anger or blame. I simply dealt with each issue as it came up. Having grown up in a household where fear and frustration were expressed as anger, achieving this new level of calm and centeredness is tremendously rewarding and shows we always have the ability to make new choices and to heal. Some of the other situations were more serious in terms of meeting work deadlines and maintaining relationships while setting strong boundaries. 
In each instance, however, I didn't have even a trace of anger or blame. I'm not saying I'll never get angry again, but I know within myself that my new responses come from a place of peace, compassion, and ease that I never thought possible. I now see that the next goal in my personal and spiritual development is having no frustration. Instead, I want to just notice and accept what is happening, knowing that the spiritual realm is always on my side, that there is nothing to fear because I am always loved, supported, and protected by the universe. And that's the unseen, the only thing that truly matters. Our guest today is Dr. Miriam Friedman. Her life work focuses on telling women's life stories. She has a PhD and taught English and creative writing at universities, including University of Texas at Dallas and Tarrant County College, where she was professor of English. Miriam's fellowships include the American Association of University Women and the National Endowment of the Humanities. Several of her plays have been produced in Houston Community Theater Festivals. Her publications include a reprint of Claire Owen's 1935 novel, The Unpredictable Adventure, a comedy of women's independence, rape, incest, battery, women writing out the pain, and her current book, Rivers of Light, The Life of Claire Myers Owens. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com to like and recommend us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows, help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Then read about and register for my new workshop, Mastering Your Thoughts, Transforming Negative Thoughts into Positive Ones, or contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is, how do you want to explore creative freedom? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Miriam Friedman, who's here to talk about Claire Myers Owens, a model of self-defined womanhood. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down how you want to explore creative freedom. And I'm really pleased to welcome my dear friend, Dr. Miriam Friedman, who's here to talk about Claire Myers Owens, a model of self-defined womanhood. Miriam, it's a delight to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's my one of my favorite things to do in life is talk to Paula Joyce. Uh, <laughs> another is to talk about Claire. So this is certainly a, a great day for me. Well, I'm glad. And this is the second time you've been with us. But this time it's about um, Claire, who has been so important to you in so many ways. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was wondering if you would start by talking about how you got connected to her because there was um, an unusual experience that you had that drew you to her. Yes, I. after I got my master's degree, I was uh, very influenced by several books that I read in, in studying women's studies that were rediscovered works by women writers who had fallen uh, sort of in, into the... I guess caves of the of the libraries that held those books, and they were reintroduced by feminist scholars, and that really impressed me, and the books impressed me, and so I kind of made it. I just sent a note to the universe, I guess, 
hey, you know, I want to do this too. I want to find someone that needs to be brought into uh, the 20th and 21st century, into women's consciousness and into the academy. And so I sort of just went about my business. I was building a list uh, of publications, and I came across a book that had been published out of the Texas Women's University Library in Denton. At the time, I was living in Dallas, and I looked at some of the names on the, the, of the editors of this collection on Texas hist- women in Texas history, and I recognized one, Ruth Wine, the late, now, now late, Ruth Weingarten. And I called her, and uh, she put me in touch with Elizabeth Snap. And when you read this book, you'll see what a, 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 what a wonderful support system Elizabeth provided for me throughout the years. Um, and she knew Claire personally. Um, but when I called her, I just asked for an appointment. And I went in, and she, she showed me, talked about the, the various women that were available in their archives. And, and we focused on writers. But there was a portrait on the wall that now graces the cover of my book, uh, and and it was on the wall of the director of the library, Elizabeth Snap, and I kept looking at it, and finally she said, well, that's Claire Myers Owens, and I said, tell me about her, and it was as if Claire was calling to me from that portrait. I mean, um, it, it it's like I kept, I didn't look at anything but the portrait the whole time we were talking, and when she told me that she'd had a banned book, I practically jumped out of my seat because that's what I wanted was a book that that had been hidden from the public that we know as feminist scholars and researchers, we know that if a woman writes a book and it gets banned, it's a good book. Bad women (laughs) write good books. So the definition of what would be banned has changed radically. But in The Unpredictable Adventure, I came to find out, is a chapter called The Siren Islands. And I did reprint that book with Syracuse, uh, the same publisher I have now. And, um, and that chapter creates a mytho- mythology of women's sexuality. And that's why it was banned by the New York Public Library. It was considered so risque in 1935. It would not be today, but it, but really very empowering and funny, hysterically funny. So anyway, I, uh, she told me about Claire, and then she tried to get me to look at someone who was a writer in France, an American writer in France. And the reason was that the, the archive had not been uh, fully processed. If there had uh, there were only eleven boxes that had been processed. At the end, after they processed the whole, all of her papers and paraphernalia, memorabilia, eighty boxes. <laughs> so by wow. the time I write this biography, I had access to eighty boxes. But when I published, republished the unpredictable adventure, I really only had eleven and maybe a few more. So I didn't know that that would matter. I didn't, I'd never worked in an archive, and Elizabeth 
looked at me like I was crazy when I said, oh, I don't mind. I like to work in chaos. And she, uh, I, I was lucky. She didn't throw me out on my ear because that's not <laughs> what you say when you're working in an archive. Um, but anyway, so we kept, I called her the next day. I felt Claire came home with me. I felt her in my car. I really felt a physical presence in my car. Claire had died four years earlier, um, but she was very much alive to me, and I dreamed of her that night, and I called Elizabeth and said, I must see what you've got. I don't care if it's 11 boxes or what. I have to see what, what is there. And she told me later, years later, she just said, okay, but years later she said the same thing had happened, that Claire had come to her at night and said, this is the one. This is the person. Wow. So, so the yeah. the unseen was very active in putting you together with Claire. Mm-hmm. Very much so. It was just a... a a series of synchronicities, as Carl Jung would say, but um, very definitely once I put that request in the, to the universe, things started to move in my direction. Um, it, about that quote, Claire actually learned that from a teacher at, it, it, was, it was called the uh, College of Industrial Science, See. Of industrial, I don't know. CIA was was the the definite was the abbreviation, and it was a girls' school. It was not where Claire wanted to go to school. She wanted to go to University of Texas in Austin, but her father took her to a girls' school and dropped her off, and that's where she went. But she did learn there because I think you can learn what you when a person wants to learn and wants to to improve their mind and spirit they do. And one of her professors at that college talked about the uh, the power of the unseen above the seen, and so she used that as a quote in her book. Well, how powerful! And she did use her schooling. Um, to to move her forward but you know i wanted to get back to also what you were saying about um you know that her book was banned and you knew mm-hmm. it had to be a good book and and in and yet in in so many ways we're still as women struggling and and claire to be seen and to be heard and to be um seen as full people and not to be ignored or overlooked. And she was ignored and overlooked so much of her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and many of the, the brilliant works that she put together and struggled to put together uh, were either self-published or never published. Um, because I think... They, I don't know that they were so much ahead of their time <clears throat> as they were meant for an audience that wasn't ready to hear what they had to say, what she had to say. Uh, she wrote a novel after the unpredictable adventure called Belle Randolph. 
and one of the editors, it's in, I wrote this in the biography, uh, actually told her that, that she needed to write a heroine that would find a, a domineering man and put her in her place so that she could be a real woman because oh, Belle Randolph was way too independent and, uh, you know, forthright and, and, and protective of her human rights. So the editor, that it's the most sexist uh, comment in a letter that you'll find in the book <laughs> from a publisher and a, and a well-known publisher. And, and yet she, she, yeah, and and yet she continued um, to um, to be judged for her um, for her playfulness and and create creative. Attitudes mm-hmm. and um, and interest in in the sexual side of life. Yes, and in women's right to not be abused, to not be uh, submissive to to men, whether in business or in marriage. So yeah, but actually, the middle part of her life, she she became much more involved uh, in in the spirituality part of things because, as you know. She had the, all of her life, she had these, what she came to call small ecstasies, these mystical moments where she was not out of body, but cast into a, another realm where she could see the unseen, where she could see the unseen. And she had a very difficult time expressing what that meant. But she did express it over and over in her writing. So there were two autobiographies that I cover in the book. You know, I, I really go into it. But they are published and they can even be, be uh, purchased uh, sometimes uh, in the used book sections on websites. Uh, Awakening to the Good and Discovery of the Self were her two autobiographies that covered those small ecstasies, those moments um, that led to what she called a great awakening. And after that, she became very much a mystic and a spiritual guide for others. And so, you know, her life changed radically uh, in, in the middle of her life, around the time she was 50. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask you um, that you had mentioned during the break that she used playfulness to stimulate her creativity. Yes. In in her young years, when she first moved to New York, she met a man named Carton Moore Park. He was a British sculptor living in New York, and she says his pieces, his bronzes, were in the Metropolitan Museum. I have not been able to verify that, but uh, I don't think she would have written it if, if, they, if it wasn't true. And also that he, uh, and he did publish some uh, expensive books on art uh, that I have been able to locate, so those are mentioned in the biography, too. And um, and they had this very playful, hidden relationship. He was quite a bit older than her. He was married and trying to divorce his wife. They were Catholic, and there were all these issues. Um, 
he hardly, he very rarely lived with his wife and family. Um, but anyway, they, they had such an interesting kind of erotic, creative relationship. They would play games and, and they used their extensive knowledge in mythology uh, to, as part of their games with one another. And they would go hiking and picnicking on, on riverbanks and, they they just lived such a a, a lovely kind of a, well playful life, uh, and and this is where, while she was writing lots of short stories, and her and then her unpredictable adventure, and and she wrote a earlier version of that book was called Gaily Be Dyke, and I thought it was wonderful and and very creative. And very, all of her works are autobiographical, so you can pretty much trace in the fiction what was going on in in the in the factual life. Um, and so they were they. There was this playfulness that came with her creativity. With her third husband, Thurston Owens, their uh, playfulness, of course. Go ahead. I, I'm going to ask you to pick that up after the break to talk oh, about okay. her that okay i'm your host dr paula the life doctor and you're listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit while you're listening to the commercials go to my website drpaulajoyce.com to sign up for my email list and you'll receive the information on all our shows in the chapter on my ultimate creative problem solving process for my best-selling book which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space between waking and sleeping. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down what spiritual values will help bring you peace. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Miriam Friedman to talk more about playfulness and creativity and Claire Myers Owens, a model of self-defined womanhood. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down what spiritual values will help bring you peace. And remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Malkades can help you. And I'm so glad we're here with Dr. Miriam Friedman, who's here to talk about Claire Myers Owens, a model of self-defined womanhood. Um, Miriam, she had such a rich life, and you've dug, dug so deeply into um, her life. I, I'm so impressed with the amount of work, <laughs> depth, um, truly. And so you were talking about her third husband and their playfulness and how yes, that helped her creativity. Mature, it was a mature playfulness, and they had a common interest in art and in theater, and so their playfulness... Uh, was an intellectual kind of connection. Music. Every evening they would sit in their living room and after dinner and, and listen to classical music and discuss the lives. So those, those kinds of moments were her form of a more mature playfulness um, that, that brought her creativity to a new level. And, and, of course, it was moving in much more of the spiritual direction. Um, and and the struggle with the negativity in her life that you you mentioned that in your introductory um, uh, comments and you know she carried with her the guilt and the the drain of of her mother and grandmother's determination to mold her into a Southern belle, a lady, a traditional, uh, fundamentalist, very narrow-minded life that she rejected at age 20 and went fled into the world. So she struggled all of her life with those tapes, but she was able to overcome them by this strong connection to the unseen and the spiritual, and belie- which helped her believe in herself. Uh, and it, it is remarkable that she could overcome that uh, kind of of upbringing and stay with it. She always felt that her mother was judging her. Um, and so that negativity, it, it, it can also work as a stimulus. 
an obstacle and a stimulus to transcending the negativity. It's something to push against. Um, and bringing peace and, and calm out of, out of that kind of chaos. Um, it's interesting, at the end of her life, in her 80s, she wrote her final book that was published. Not her final book, but even in her 80s, she was still writing every day. Uh, Zen and the Lady, and it was based on her, the, the, the last part of her life when she was affiliated with a Zen center in Rochester, New York, which is still a very active and wonderful place. And she um, was confronted by one of the members for writing Zen and the Lady because it was autobiographical. And she had permission to use the names of her, the people in the, in the book. And this man came over and just Took her down. Um, he spoke very rudely and uh, and abusively to her, and told her he did not want to be included in the book, and he was objecting that she publish anything on the Zen Center. And this really threw her. It hurt her. She was elderly. She had certain physical ailments. Um, and how did she overcome that? Um, Audrey Fernandez, who was one of my mentors in, in discovering Claire, said that, that she had both the strength and the history of negative impact from her parents that acted somewhat as ballast. Those are my words, not hers. I don't remember exactly her words. But the way that she explained it was that she felt that impact of that mean spirit more than some people would, although I don't know anybody that wouldn't have. Um, and yet she had the strength of character for having overcome it year after year of her life. And so what she did is she changed the names in, in the book uh, and published it. And she had a publisher for that book. Um, I I love so she, what you're saying about using negativity, using, you know, it reminds me of the um, wisdom of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. (laughs) I I was just thinking that. Uh, and, and we really can. I mean, we do have a choice. We can let adversity sink us and destroy us, or we can use it to fuel our lives, our creative energy, our will to overcome and to succeed in spite of mm-hmm. what has happened or what people say or do. Yeah, that's exactly. And, and it, it's not like she picked up her pen and went forward the day that it happened. Uh, Audrey said it really took her down, and, and she physically suffered as well as mentally suffered from his attack, his brutal attack. Um, what he, and, and himself, again, this man comes in and says, no, you can't do what you want. You can't write what you want. I'm more important than you are, even though she had permission from everybody that was in the book other than him. And so, you know, it's, it's still that same challenge to say, no, I may be a woman, but a woman is no different than anybody else. I mean, a man, a woman, whatever, if you have a truth to tell, you tell it, and it should be respected. And of course, we still see this acting out on our 
TV screens and uh, real life stories and uh, and certainly in politics, but we don't want to get into that. Um, but certainly women still have to, as they say, uh, dance backward in high heels. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like Grace Kelly. Um, like, like, yeah, um, like... Uh, yeah, Ginger Rogers. Ginger and Rogers. I'm sorry. I heels. always confuse Certainly Claire those. danced backwards in high heels most of her life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. With for a hat. Direction. He was very famous for wearing beautiful hats. Um, yes. And 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 yet she she persevered. I mean, mm-hmm. she was really a, a role model for women of today. And mm-hmm. um, and and so many um, who ev- who knew her then, like Jean Houston, who said she mm-hmm. was an inspiration, and who highly respected her, and and so the the, uh, the fact that so many people um, looked to her and mm-hmm. and got got their lives helped their fuel their lives through her. Yeah, Abraham Maslow, Aldous Huxley were were phenomenal leaders in in transpersonal psychology of the time. Charles Tart, many others whose names you hear and see still in print. Um, they they saw her as a key to transpersonal psychology, the the, the spiritual world of of our brains. And because she experienced these ecstatic moments and mystical moments of deep understanding that they wrote about and studied, she became a key. A kind, but I think she, she uh, Jean Houston said she made us our maps. She was a type of shaman for these people. So this little girl who left Temple, Texas in 1916 at age 20, to become a revered member of a psychological movement that's influencing our times even today is pretty remarkable. And for her not to be a household name is pretty remarkable. She should be. Well, I'm I'm hoping your book will help to make her name um, a household name. And what she added to... Um, what what they presented was um, they presented the theories, the ideas, the intellectual aspect. She gave the experiences that exemplified and showed the meaning, the real meaning through true experience, through her own experience of mm-hmm. of how it all works. And without that, it's um, it's just words, really. She gave right. it the meaning, the power. Yeah, she was able to really articulate it. Abraham Maslow had one ex- moment like that, an ecstatic moment. Um, but he refused to to speak about it. He he worked with people as you know, as you know, uh, reaching their highest potential, and that's what he became known for, and did wonderful things in the world. But he would refuse to talk about that moment. He felt that uh, it was uh, that he he should protect the privacy of his family, and I'm not sure why he felt his moment would 
would violate that trust. But uh, and Aldous Huxley wrote about it in many of his books. Those same kind of spiritual moments, but they were induced with drugs, with LSD and other drugs. And so he felt that they weren't the same thing because not everybody would experiment with drugs to reach these higher spiritual realms. So, and it, it probably isn't anything we'd advocate today for sure. Um, but Claire was able to do this. It just happened that she was gifted in this way. Uh, and so they relied on her for these natural, not induced, spontaneous moments. I uh, we are um, at a point where we have to close out this portion of the show, and it it Claire Myers Owens is so important, and your book is so important, and from all for all the reasons that you've said and and more, and I do hope that um, this book and your work helps to bring her name into the open and that um, where she does become a household name and people do know what she brought and what she said. And just on a personal note, I have to add that when you were talking, the hummingbird came to my (laughs) living room window a month Uh. early. The hummingbirds uh-huh. aren't supposed to be coming around this early and very clearly came to the window, made sure that I saw, um, and that's wow. a beautiful sign of joy. And I, and, um, so I wish you the best and, um, and, and thank you to you and to Claire Myers Owens. Thank you. Can I just say you can purchase the book? either at Syracuse University Press website or on Amazon. Uh, it's, it's very easy to get. It's in hardback now and paperback, and they did a magnificent job of putting this together. I can't yes, say enough. And and the, cover, the cover is a, makes it a coffee table book. <laughs> the cover okay, and, I, really and I want to remind everybody of the name of the book, Rivers of Light, the life of Claire Myers Owens. Thank you so much, Miriam. Thank you, you, Paula. You're welcome. And thank you all for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my workshop, Mastering Your Thoughts, read my latest blog, and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Discovering Hope and Silver Linings. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype around. On the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their wealth, health, and relationships. Click on the link 
link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Malkades, who is over spiritual transformation. Ask for his help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to experience spiritual transformation. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Malkades, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me experience spiritual transformation. You can even be more specific and say something like, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me accept what is. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he's helping you because he is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Lee Harris will share messages from Spirit on living, loving, and awakening April 25th when Carly Pollock will talk about feeding your soul and May 2nd when Tom Bun will talk about being free of panic. I want to hear what's on your heart and mind, so please keep sending me your questions, comments, and silver lining stories. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you, and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.